everything is. So, I thought that I might have talked about this a month or so ago in a conversation, but I hadn't. And it's probably a good thing in a way because I just recently put it into practice, even though I had like the mental epiphany, if you want to call it that, um, a month to two months ago. And I probably put it in a vlog and didn't have a full conversation about it. And that's really odd. I don't know why, but maybe it's because it didn't seem as significant because I didn't put it into practice until very recently, like the last couple days. And, um, yeah, uh, I guess I'll start with just like where that, that idea came from. Everything is. And so meditation is something I have attempted for years and I can probably count on two hands how many times I've even attempted it really other than there have been like probably around the same amount of I, I think I probably attempted meditation like under 10 times and then there's been like a little bit under 10 times where I've done that in nature which has been different for me it's much easier to do for me in certain places um when I'm mountain biking there are certain natural stops but uh, one of my you know, meditation kind of mantras or whatever, uh, they're the only one I guess I came up with was everything is okay. And part of that was just like really tied to anxiety, which would be like the main reason for me to meditate in the first place. And just thinking everything is okay. Everything is okay. But right now, everything is fine. We're not thinking about feelings from a couple hours or days or months or years ago. We're not projecting into the future about what's going to happen in a couple hours, weeks, months, years. It's right now. Everything is okay. That's what I would try to focus on. But I would try to breathe in or out. It doesn't matter with one word and then the next and then the next, which is like three different breaths. And I found that I was like saying everything is, and because I had to think of like a third, I don't know, like another word, like, okay, I would miss it sometimes. Like I would just be like, everything is everything. And then I'd be like, oh, and I was like breaking my like concentration almost and like getting upset with myself for the fact that I said, everything is everything, not everything is okay. And this is just a couple months ago when I just realized, like, wait a second, but I could just shorten it. Everything is. Period. Everything is. That's it. Like, that was it. It was this massive epiphany, but I haven't really put it into practice until recently. So, for me, what that means, everything is, is just that everything that exists, exists, and it just is. And there's, don't think about what if, what if. It's just like, no, this is right now. Like, right now, um, not thinking, well, like, well, what if people actually not... I shouldn't say don't think what if. What's an example? It's like everything is... Like, this is happening right now, and it sucks, is different than this is what's happening now, period. Like, this is what's happening, and I can't believe this is happening because people need to do their jobs better, and, and look what you did, and now it, it screwed things up for me so bad, and what the heck, and blah, 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 blah. Like, there are so many things and hoops that I have to jump through constantly for different reasons, whether it be medical stuff or just government stuff for other reasons or like work-related things or just relying on people in general and the, and just people aren't very efficient or organized or whatever that it ends up feeling very personal when 
things happen or don't happen and they're supposed to and i'm just like what are you doing like because it negatively impacts me sometimes to such a degree so those are things i deal with like very very frequently but the only thing i can change is me and my attitude and how i respond to things which is very much a victor frankel type thing uh victor with a k um and that's um he wrote a book called a man's search for meaning and uh, it's very short. I had to read it in university for a class. I can't remember what class, but he talks about, and Harold S. Kushner wrote, I think, the introduction or the preface um, in that edition before the text actually begins in earnest. And there's some quotes I got from him too, but basically it was just like, you. there are times where you cannot do anything. You can't, you have no control and you still have control over how you react to the situation. And so, and in the context of Viktor Frankl was, um, Frankl, I'm just going to spell the whole thing, V-I-K-T-O-R, Viktor, and then Frankl is in Frank, F-R-A-N-K-L. Uh, but he was a, a doctor, um, psychologist, uh, or psychiatrist, I don't know. Uh, but he was uh, in concentration camps. And he's talked about how you, you have no control over anything you do ever at all. You don't control when you get to go to the bathroom, when you get to eat. You know what I mean? Like, I guess you could control whether or not you live if you want to if you want to die by suicide, if you want, whatever, right? But you maintain the control of how you will react to the actions that are even put upon you. And I've had that in my head for years and years and years and years and years. But again, not putting things into practice... I could have a great idea and understand it intellectually, but it's not fully understood because I have not been experiencing it and living it. So I can't remember why I brought that up, but everything is, for me, is everything just is. It's happening, or it happened just now, and that's just what happened, and that's it. Let's not spend any more time or energy thinking about what could have been different or engaging in something. And I'm going to give you some examples. So that's just kind of how I arrived at this. But recently, I've been able to put that into practice a couple times. So uh, a week, maybe a week to two weeks ago, um, I was leaving the studio. And so I very frequently like park in the mall parking lot, walk over to the studio um, when I'm here, depending on the hours I'm here. If it's, if it's Monday through Friday during the hours of like eight to five, then that's what I'll do because I don't want to pay for parking and I don't want to risk getting a ticket. So, um, I very frequently have to stand and wait for a light so I can crawl. I don't have to, I guess I could just jaywalk or go further down or whatever, but I choose to be at the crosswalk and, and wait for the walk light and go. And I found that even though I've already known that, that this city has some incredibly terrible drivers, um, a lot of people don't turn right on a red and it's like, it's yours. You take it. Like you, you stop, you come to a complete stop. You look both ways and you shoulder check and you can turn right. Like if you have the right of way, right? There's no reason you can't. And sometimes like I'm standing there and I don't stand right at the edge of the sidewalk or anything. Like I make a, 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 a very purposeful about taking a few steps back and there's like 20 seconds left on the walk light. Like, I shouldn't say like the other direction has like 20 seconds left and you can see that. So, you know, like my walk light's not going to come on for a while because the other direction, whatever. And people will just sit there the whole time. They'll sit there until they get a green light. And I'm like, 
you have the right of way. Just, just turn right. You know, like, what are you doing? And there was this one time where uh, I was crossing the street, like I said, like a week and a half, two weeks ago or something. But I, I went and I was there at, at the corner and I was waiting. It was a red light and it wasn't my turn yet. And someone, um, I had to like walk by them. Like they had pulled up as I was like kind of walking across uh, the street. And then I stood on the corner and I was waiting. And they were waiting and they didn't do anything. I'm like, you're signaling right and you're in the right lane. Just turn right. And they waited for a bit. And then they looked to their left. And my walk light came on. They had just waited so long that it was my turn to go. But they didn't look back right before they turned right. So they almost hit me because I was like, hey, my walk light's on. I'm going now. I don't. Who knows when you're going to go? You've been sitting there for like 45 seconds twiddling your thumbs. And you could have gone. So it's funny because I'm still getting worked up about it because like I find that stuff really frustrating still. So obviously I've still got work to do, but I'm, I'm, I'm arriving at the point. They... They like swerved around me kind of or stopped or whatever and they honked at me and then they like didn't even and I turned around and I was like like this close to their vehicle and I was just like this but they didn't even look at me they just like swerved around and like like sped off but then they went into the parking lot. Well that's where I was headed to and it was this I don't know person maybe their 60s and they were close to where my vehicle was parked and they were still in their vehicle like they hadn't gotten out yet and whatever. And so I waited there and I was like, what's the problem? And they're like, well, it wasn't your turn to walk yet. And whatever. And I was like, yes, it was like, and you might find that arguing is pointless in this whole thing, but that's what I'm getting to. So like, I was just like, yeah, you were looking the other way. You had a red light. You could have gone any time. You looked the other way. And then the walk light turned on and then I went and they basically accused me of jaywalking without saying those words. And it was just like, that's not what happened. But he was getting closer to me in physical proximity as well. And then somebody, some rando just came in their like convertible because they were just, we're in the parking lot, right? Like, oh, hey, hey boys, like everything's okay. Everyone's a lot. Like they didn't know anything that had happened. They're like, everyone's, everyone's fine. Like chill out, like peace and love boys. And, and I was turned to them and I was just like, you don't even know what just happened. Like I'm, what I can't educate somebody on whatever. So they don't make the same mistake again. And then the dude kind of just like walked away and I was like, that's probably for the best. But I was like so upset at both parties and I was just really, really worked up. And I was just like, what is the, what was the point of this? Like, you know, and I didn't know what to do with it. Maybe this was like three weeks ago. And then last week I went to counseling and I was discussing other things that were more personal uh, that I'm not going to air out here. But um, I was just discussing my relationships with others and like, well a specific other and that turned into that turned into like not engaging in a certain way and how I realized I could apply that to just everything and and my whole life and any person I engage with and I went back to this example and I was like you know this caused me a lot of grief and I was just thinking like oh if my real purpose was to educate somebody so they're not making the same mistake again. Because a lot of times I get so upset or just like, hey, I could have died right there or you could have hit the dog or a kid or just it was unsafe or whatever. And so it's like, hey, can we educate people? But like, you don't know if you can or not. 
It's like there's no point in attempting to educate someone unless you have a conversation with them first and you find them to be receptive. Otherwise, there's no point. And if there's no real room to have that conversation, then don't attempt to educate, I would say. Unless, like very quickly, like educate in a way. Okay, so I'll go back to this in a second. But um, it was, again, it was like four or five days ago. I was leaving the studio and there was a person walking across because they had a walk light and there was a van and they were like stopped in the middle of the road. They were going really slow and they had to kind of come to a stop. They had a red light. Like they had a red light forever. Like it wasn't like they blew through a red. Like no, the, the it was like red when they were a block away still. But they didn't even look at the light and they were slowing down because there was somebody walking and they're like, oh man, this person's like jaywalking or whatever and I gotta wait for this person. And they were in the middle of the intersection. I just yelled. I was just like, it's a red light, like really loud. And they heard me because their windows were down. Or maybe I said, the light's red. And like, they didn't go backwards because they were just like too far gone. Like they just went forwards. But I was like, in that moment, I was like, okay, I just said it and now I can just be done with it. But it's like a moment of like, it's not about you are wrong. That's not the purpose because that makes me feel better. It's like, you are wrong and you need to check yourself and look up and realize, oh shoot, I wasn't paying attention. I need to do better. I got worked up for nothing, but also someone could get hurt. To me, that's what that is. It's never just like, you're wrong, haha, I feel better about myself now by putting you down or pointing out that you did a thing. It's like, you're wrong, do better. Acknowledge you are wrong so you can do better. Because I don't realize everything that I do. I don't know all the wrongs that I do. Like someone sometimes has to point out like, hey, when you did that thing that hurt my feelings and I'm like, oh snap, I didn't realize that. I need to change my tone or how I speak or whatever because that's not, that wasn't my intention and you've pointed this out to me and now I can fix that. Obviously it doesn't go that smoothly all the time, but that is my goal. So I was just thinking about the incident with this this gentleman who, who almost hit me and then was upset about it and then accused me of jaywalking. And I was just thinking like, okay, well, what if I were to approach him with calm and just be like, hey, I know you probably didn't do it on purpose. Because then there's that whole thing of like, never attribute to malice, but you can attribute to um, incompetence. And so it's like, hey, I know that you didn't, you probably didn't do that on purpose. Like, I, I realized that, but I just wanted to let you know, like, I almost got hit. Like, I, I had a walk light, but you were looking the other direction. You didn't realize I had it. You waited for a long time. And then you didn't look right again before you turned. And this morning, you know, just whatever. It's fine. We're good. But like, just so that you can keep an eye on that in the future. And I was like, some people might respond better to that approach for sure. But that guy still might've just told me to go fly a kite. And I thought, I don't think I would ever be in a position where like, I can try that thing. I can try. And it doesn't feel like a facade. Like I'm trying to just be calm or whatever. But what I'm not expecting is that the reaction to that would still be negative and just be like anger, aggression, a defensiveness. And I would get upset. And I know like where I'm at, I'm like, it would be really hard to try that other approach. I really don't think I can even do it right now, but especially because I can anticipate what I shouldn't do because what's well, in the future, but whatever. There's times to anticipate and times not to. That anticipation doesn't give me anxiety. In fact, it's probably, a, that's what anxiety is sometimes, is like a life-saving mechanism self-preservation mechanism so anyway i just thought well if that person didn't respond positively that would really make me upset 
just cut out the middleman and don't engage, right? Like, I don't like confrontation, but I was really upset at that that thing that happened, so I chose to engage. And it just did nothing for me. It did nothing positive whatsoever, except leading to this example and this realization that I just don't, just don't engage. Just don't engage. Everything is. And it became this thing of like, he didn't hit me. But my mind immediately goes to, but he could have. He almost did. I could have been hurt, like whatever. But he didn't. So why go to this thing that could have happened in that scenario? Because in that scenario, there's nothing that, the only thing I could learn from is, is never walking across the street in case somebody doesn't know how to drive. Like defensive driving or just being self-preservation, whatever. Yeah, I, I wasn't, but I made sure the street was clear, the light was on, everything. I was doing everything. But as you know from just driving a vehicle, just because you're doing everything doesn't ensure your safety whatsoever because tons of people do stupid stuff in vehicles. And so you are always just looking, shoulder checking, whatever, judging like that's a red light, but someone might blow through it. And like that person's going really fast. I don't think they're going to stop in time, whatever, right? You're making all those like judgments, um, very quick, um, perceptive um designations to all these different things that are happening constantly while you drive and i'm just thinking like yeah i can change something about what i do when i cross the street i guess but at the same time i can't prevent everything because then it goes to the the, the part of like we'll just never leave the house then <laughs> right of like hey well i did what i could but like anyway within reason so for me there wasn't much to learn there in that one experience and so it just it ends up being let go it's like hey that person I'm not going to engage them. There's no point in attempting to edu educate them or be upset at them or express my grievances for whatever purpose because nothing positive comes out of that. So don't engage in that circumstance. There's no point in engaging. Be like, oh, okay, I can acknowledge like, man, that guy almost hit me or I can get frustrated. I can get upset uh, and just be like, man, what, what the heck? Like they didn't go in or whatever. And then I just have to let it go really quickly and be like, hey, Everything is okay right now, or just everything is. Everything just is. Like the thing that happened was, it happened, and that's it. And if he hit me, then that would be like, okay, he hit me. Like what the hell? And just like that would cause a lot more. It would be a, a bigger barrier for me to get to. I'm not at that stage, like where I can let go of that as quickly. Like I would probably be incredibly angry and whatever, and I'd want repercussions and and justice and whatever. But so because I'm not at the place where I'm like, yeah, if he hit me with his car, I would be like hey, everything is, I just got hit. It's what happens, man. But I'm, I understand that now because it did happen. Okay, like we just need to go through what we need to go through, but we can do that without anger. We can do that without, without this, like without the anxiety, without the like just extreme feeling of, of stress and anger and hatred and just like without that. And you'd be like, man, like that wasn't okay. And that dude sucks. And this is where I'm at though. Like acknowledge right now, acknowledge that happened. I'm here. That's it. Now what? And that's another thing that I I've thought about that for a long time. Like, hey, this happened. Now what? For like over a year. Um, and that came kind of from just like different counseling and like um, a book that they had me read. And it was like, hey, you like diffusion tactics of like just acknowledge stepping away like one step away from the, the the emotion or feeling or whatever 
feelings and emotions are different, but I can't remember the definition of how they're different. But um, acknowledging, like, hey, this is how I'm feeling, and that make and, and 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 like exploring that for a second, being curious about it, I'm like, hey, I feel this way. It makes sense to feel this way. Don't resist feeling that way. Feel it and be like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm feeling that. Of course I am because this was really upsetting. And then for me, that tactic works a lot and I can just kind of let go of it and be like, hey, that's another form of that is. This is the thing. Don't fight the thing. It just is. Because everything is. It just is what it is. <laughs> it's going to sound some like Popeye stuff. I am what I am. Uh, so... Uh, and that's a side note, but that's interesting just how, like, I never watched Popeye, but it's just, at that time frame when I was growing up, it was still in popular culture enough that people, other generations older than I, were speaking about it, so I know the reference point, but I never saw it, and I know what Popeye looks like, I don't remember the name of the, was he wearing a red turtleneck and the, that black hair, I don't know, a, a love interest, I guess, if we call, that was my impression, anyway. Now we're talking about Popeye. Okay, so, sorry folks. Um, so, no filter today. Uh, everything is, everything is. So it's like, if I got hit by the car, I'd just be like, hey, that happened. Okay, now what? I'd just go into like, that happened, now what do we do? And start on the other thing. And I won't go through all the details, but I had a couple of appointments that I had to get to that were medical related and they were important. And so, and it was Friday, and I left my home to get to my appointment, and I had a flat tire. Completely flat. Couldn't drive on it. I needed to change it. Didn't have enough time. Was going to miss my appointments. It was really frustrating because I tried to phone both of these places and be like, hey, like, I, one of them, I was like, I'm not going to make it in time, period. And just even trying to make that phone call and do what I was supposed to do, ugh, it was like a maple bug. I don't know what they're actually called. I just call them maple bugs, the little black and red ones. I don't like insects very much in my space. They're, they're fine and they can do their job outside. They're not doing their job in here. They don't need to be here. They can do their job outside. Anyway, so... What was I? Oh, flat tire. And it was really difficult. Like, I couldn't get through to the people to tell them that one of the appointments, I'm like, hey, I might be late. I don't know. This other one, I am not going to be there on time. What do I do? And it was just really frustrating just with automated systems and whatever. And they're just like, let me tell you a little bit about it because it's so frustrating. Like, one, for some places, they don't include a local number. It's like, if I wanted to call that physical location of that bank, I can't. I would call a general number. I can't call that bank. It goes to a call center and then someone's trying to help me. I'm like, no, but I need something from that bank or like a clinic or whatever. And in this case, that's what one of them was. And so I had to go to like a general line, but then the automated system was picking up noises and it thought that I was responding to that when I didn't even hear the options yet. Because normally it's like, oh, click one for the south zone or click two for this part of Alberta or whatever. Um, or say it out loud. Like, tell us about, like, you can tell me out loud or, like, hit the numbers or whatever. Or tell me what you're looking for. But I didn't even know that it was that type of automated response because it didn't even get to tell me yet that it would allow me to speak. And I was trying to, like, fix my tire. So there were some background noises. And it was like, sorry, I didn't catch that. And then it said, like, and then there was a second time where it was like, okay, I didn't quite catch that either. Like, um, 
thanks for thanks for calling and hopefully it works out next time was basically the sentiment and then it hung up on me and i was like what and i was about to lose my mind i was just like so upset and anxious and frustrated by all this happening and all my plans derailing and then like i called back and and then like i was like hey i'm just gonna stand here and not make noise i guess because i need to like put in the option of what i need and then a car drove by and it was like sorry i didn't catch that and then something else happened like someone shut a door or something and then and then it's like oh sorry try again next time and hung up and i was like i was like so ready to just lose it completely and then i finally got a hold of somebody they were rude and then i tried to get a hold of someone else and that, like there were so many compounding things but very quickly i found i was able to let go of it and be like hey right now i'm doing everything i can do it's not working i'm not gonna die i'm not under threat of death right now my anxiety doesn't need to kick in to, to help me to survive the situation, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to be late and that appointment is going to have to get booked for some other time and they might think whatever for like the next hour until I get there that they think that I just missed the appointment. I called 20 minutes before I was going to miss it. So, um, and then I got to that appointment later and they didn't care. Like, they just didn't, they didn't even know that I left a message because I had gotten there like 20 minutes late but I was maybe a half hour late and I was like hey like I had an appointment at 2 I phoned at 1.40 saying I don't know if I'm going to make it I left a message it says to only leave one no one answered the phone and I explained to myself and then they were like oh okay like they didn't care you know in, in what I thought was a bad way I'm like was it you that was supposed to answer the messages or answer the phone or check the messages and didn't and that's why you're just like okay whatever sure whatever I'm like do better like but anyway it just became a thing with this the situation just a few days ago two days ago I was just like, okay, but everything just is now. Like, it just is. This is what's happening. This is what is. What now? I fixed my tire. I went down there. I, whatever. I adjusted and made a new plan. I think when I feel more under threat of a... Like, when there's a more immediate threat, whatever that is, thinking on my feet and being like, what now happens very naturally for me. Um, it's not an issue for me. But in a situation where my mind is telling me you're really anxious and you need to act fast and you need to like this is bananas and whatever this but it's not actually happening like it's not really that that is when the problem occurs where i'm like i get so frustrated at what's happening and i'm not focused on like okay this happened like it's like i need to like expel all this energy of anxiety first and be like rant for five or ten minutes and completely panic and just lose my my whole head and just like get so worked up that that then it, it brings me down because I've exerted all this energy versus just like, again, cutting out the middleman and just being like, okay, I'm not going to engage in that. I'm not going to engage in my own anxiety. It is. Everything is. This is, is. This is what happened. I'm frustrated that I got this flat tire because I drove, whatever. I, I live very near a construction type area where they're building some residential housing and Living in those areas or driving on those streets isn't good because this stuff happens. There's a there's a bolt in my tire. And and now and that's $150 that I can't afford. I have a full spare. So it was like good. I was like, oh, I've got a full spare in my trunk. Like, let me just put that on. I can rock that for a while. I learned. Um, and when I have $150 to get a new tire, I will, so that I continue to have this spare that I can use. But it's really unfortunate that these construction people aren't accountable and don't clean up their workspaces enough so that you know you're getting nails or screws or, or bolts or whatever and then you're out money and so it's like okay but but that's just what it is what am i going to change right like it, it's just it's just not gonna it's it just is and i don't mean to say that you can't 
do what you can to affect change, but you really have to evaluate, am I actually going to be successful? Is there a point in trying? Even if you're not successful, sometimes you need to do things in, in a protest situation, right? To, to let that voice be heard so that effective change can happen at some point. And sometimes I feel like, no, I just need to be heard because if I'm not heard, then like I can't even move on because I just need this thing to be acknowledged. But I can cut that out way more than I had before. I'm like, I don't need to. I don't need to say that. I don't need to know. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to just just live. 